Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Hey there, welcome to Your Utah. This is Taylor Powers here with Ethan Millard, bringing you all things on the Wasatch Front. And today, we're going to bring you an episode all about sledding in the Salt Lake area. Yes, this is going to be great because, of course, uh, sledding is one of those great wintertime activities made all the better by the fact that, for the most part, it's free. For the most part. For the most part, which, of course... uh, differentiates itself from skiing and snowboarding, which can be massively expensive. Yeah. Sledding, though, you can usually pick up a little a little sled or something, even for a couple of bucks, and then uh, you're on your way. Yeah. You the, only, the only fee is maybe a hike up a hill. Yeah. Well, and that's a big fee sometimes. <laughs> Let's talk about some of the places you can go. Sounds good. So the only place that I've actually gone, because I've only been here a year, is Sugar House Park. And that was that was great. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very easy to get around, and you can kind of cheat. You don't really have to hike up that many hills if you park in the right place. Yeah, that's right. It is nice. The whole area is pretty well accessible mm-hmm. uh, by car. Even that far, far east area, where the the interior loop doesn't trek all the way over there, you can still get to it from the streets from the neighborhood up above. So it's oh. it's really easily accessible. You know what I like about uh, about uh, Sugar House Park is that it's, it has a couple different kinds of hills. You mm-hmm. know, it's got some steep hills right there, but then further over to the east, it's got some much more gradual and a little bit longer hills. Yeah. So, so that's quite nice. Can I give a range for what kind of sledder you are if you've got young kids, don't want to go too fast? Yeah. Um, the area that I went, that I tried to find the steepest place I could find. Naturally. And it was on the north end of the park. Yeah. There's just that one super steep hill. So we had we had a good time over there. Yeah, it's it's really great. That's where I actually also first tried snowboarding. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I could see that as a good place. Yeah, it's okay. You know, if if you want to, you know, it's 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 not going to be it's not necessarily going to be great for things like like that unless you have a lot of snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of course it's not maintained at all. No. <laughs> so you do. It's a it's a sled at your own risk. You got to watch out for things. There's some things you got to watch out for. Is if someone builds a jump, okay? Yep, something is, to be aware of. It is, at a resort area, if someone builds a a, a jump, ski patrol is going to come down and stomp it out, mm-hmm. right? So they're going to kind of at least be monitoring for that. But at some place like Shrighouse Park, there are going to be hazards. <laughs> You're going to have poor coverage, also depending on how much snow. And then also, I know at least one of the hill areas has got a run out that pretty much takes you right into the gutter. Oh, so you got to kind of watch. <laughs> yeah. 
how you're riding. But, you know, usually, though, if you watch a couple other kids coming down, a couple other people coming down, and uh, you're, you're okay. Usually okay. And Sugar House Park is kind of a premier destination for in-the-valley sledding. But it seems like every neighborhood kind of has a little park or an area, even if it's just an undeveloped area mm-hmm. where – you know, you can jump on a sled and, and ride it. So it's uh, there are a lot of places all the way around. Pe- when it snows, people find the slope. <laughs> I'm know? sure there would be some good places in the avenues. I don't know if you're yeah. familiar with any, but with the big hill there, yeah. I'm sure there's some parks in there. We used to go – we used to spend a lot of time at Lindsay Gardens, but I don't know if they allow, if they allow sledding oh, there. Yeah. Well, because it's technically a dog park, isn't it? Is it? I don't, Lindsay Gardens? I don't know. Gardens? I think Maybe. so. I think it's an off-leash dog park. We used to just hang out there a lot. It was a great park. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was also kind of semi, just a little bit on the creepy side because, you know, you had the cemetery, the cemetery right there. The cemetery and the yeah. abandoned tennis courts. <laughs> you cannot ride in the cemetery. That is not a, an acceptable place. But a couple things to watch out for, of course, is watch out for roads because uh, mm-hmm. if you've got a hill that runs out onto the street, yeah. that's, you know – that's, Bad news bears. Yeah, that's less effective. Yeah. And uh, also, you got to watch out for private property. Yep. And so. if you are at a dog park, watch out for the dogs. And watch out for the <laughs> dogs, yeah. They'll probably chase you if you're on a sled. <laughs> yeah. I see something moving fast. They just take off after it. <laughs> okay, so we have two places that are outside of the city. You get into the mountains a little bit. Yeah. So the one that I know of is up Big, uh, Big Cottonwood Canyon. That's like your canyon, Big Cottonwood Canyon. That is that's Taylor's my canyon. canyon, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only it allowed dogs. Yeah. Um, okay, so it's going to be the same turnoff for Jordan Pines, uh, okay. right before Spruces on Fire Road 19. Okay. And there's a plethora of parking, and you do have to hike up a little bit, but it's a beautiful hill. I see people sledding it all winter long as I'm heading up to Brighton. And you know, one of these days, I'm going to do it. You're going to just <laughs> get a sled, get a disc? Yep. You go up there and ride it. <laughs> I sure am. You should just take your take your board up on your way. You know. Yeah, I, I can sure do that. You probably can. But I mean, sledding is just such a an activity all on its own. That's true. It's a it's a good time. That's true. And then what was yours? Uh, so those so that one is obviously free. Yes. Yes. Because uh, you're up there, you're on it's it's uh, Forest Service land, mm-hmm. and so you can get up there, you can have a great time. Don't start any forest fires and don't cut any down any trees and no. don't litter. And that's pretty much the rules. <laughs> and uh, But there is a great spot. And this has been around for several years now. In fact, I think they kicked it off. Ah, man, I bet they're coming up on 15 years in operation. Mm-hmm. And it's Gorgoza Park. Gorgoza Park is up part of these canyons. You see it to the right as you're headed towards Park City. You'll see it to the right. So when you kind of get on... The other side of when when you kind of get right there in the Jeremy Ranch area, mm-hmm. and uh, it's right it's right up against the yeah it's just on the other side of Summit Park. So just you get up over the summit, and it's going to be on your right, and it is great because it's manicured runs for tubing, and they have tow rope. So there's no hiking, nothing like that. You don't have to bring your own equipment. They've got everything there. You just show up in warm clothing, and then you can take the tow rope up and tube down, tow rope up, tube down. You can do that as many times as you want. Nice. But as you can imagine, there is a fee, Mm -hmm. and it is this. So for kids, 
one ride is $6, and for adults, one ride is $10. Okay. So and, you can do it as many times as you want, but each time you go is a fee. Well, from there, that's just one ride. So that's just uh-huh. if you want to go try it. And there are longer and shorter Distances. Yeah. So, you know, the kids can ride kind of the smaller ones. Mm -hmm. You know, you can ride one of the longer ones if you're growing up. You know, they've got some variety there. And they've got – they have seven lanes, seven different lanes. So they can kind of give you some options. So if you want to just ride once, that's what the price is. But the real deal is in the hourly rate because if you want to spend a couple hours, two hours for adults is $28. And that's up and down as much as you can. Oh, okay. When you get to four hours, it's $40. And so then Mm -hmm. I think you're getting kind of a good deal there. If you're willing to kind of spend an afternoon, you drop 40 bucks and you ride it as many times, that seems like – that's a sufficient amount for, yeah. for a good price. You're up there. You're in the snow. It's a lot less than a lift ticket, right, mm-hmm. in any of the resorts. Yep. You're not getting as much, but you're still getting a really good time on those big tubes. Oh, for so. sure. Yeah, and so it's and it's super, super easy to get to. Cool. One thing that I feel like it is a kind of a drawback with Gorgoza, although they've remedied this lately, is – um, there's not quite as much snow in that area mm-hmm. as you might get, for example, in Big Cottonwood Canyon, nine miles up Big Cottonwood uh-huh. Canyon. Yes. But they do have some snowmaking machines. So they keep it really well covered. Oh, that's good. Just like at the resort areas. so You don't get any crunchy ride down. No, and they groom it so you get a real that's nice good. fast ride. And so it's a lot of fun. And is there also a place at uh, Olympic Park that you pay? Uh, there are some options in Olympic Park, and I don't know what they have in terms of sledding, but I do know that you can ride the the toboggan run. Mm-hmm. I do know that that's an option. I, th- I think it's not sledding. I think they have a tubing area. Really? I'm pretty sure. I know that it's open in the summer. On you could go down on the um, the downhill. Yes. So I, I'm thinking it might be similar for winter. Yeah. But I'm not sure. We'll we'll have to look that up and check it out. Uh, When we come back, we're going to talk about a little more about sledding, specifically some new technology on sledding. So just like everything else, there's always someone out there in his garage (laughs) tinkering, trying to push things forward. We'll tell you about the latest when we come back. Welcome back. This is your Utah. I'm Ethan Millard here with Taylor Powers. And as always, we're bringing you some great activities for you, your family, your friends along the Wasatch Front across the state of Utah. We're into winter season nearly. I mean, it's for goodness sakes, it's nearly Thanksgiving. (laughs) I know it's 70 degrees today, but we're all still waiting on. We're praying. You know, what's amazing. And and I, I don't know. Maybe maybe this is the long-term trend or we've just kind of had a rash of this. But uh, when I was a kid growing up, I remember how cold it always was on Halloween for trick-or-treating. Mm-hmm. Just cold. And it was always a bummer. There was often snow, but it was always cold. And so you get this great costume and then you got to put a giant coat on over to <laughs> to get out and do your trick-or-treating. But my kids, man – all their trick-or-treating has been done in this real balmy, mild weather <laughs> where they barely need jackets yeah. to get out there. Maybe, and you know, it's winter's just getting later and it's staying longer. I guess. Well, not really longer, but it's going 
pressing its way into the summer. So, well, I that's that is a. I mean, not to get off topic, <laughs> but if that's the case, that is like a long-term serious problem for the state of Utah. Oh uh, yeah, probably. Right. We 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 put a lot of eggs into this <laughs> yeah. into this winter sports basket. It's got to work <laughs> out. It's got to work out. And anyway, that's all. But that's all we're talking about. We're we're kind of waiting with bated breath for the final uh, arrival of winter for 2016. And so we've been talking about sledding as if talking about winter sports might will bring it. It's going to come. Winter is coming. (laughs) So we all know, Taylor, your basic options with sleds. Okay. You've got the discs, Mm -hmm. right? Which you kind of hold on to. They're known to be very fast. Yes. Right. They've got a kind of a gentle curve to them. You have the toboggan style where you can kind of line up as many kids as you can. Everyone (laughs) holds on to the side. Uh uh, You've got the kind of the traditional sled on runners. Yep. Right. Which Mm -hmm. can be steered a little bit. Uh, A variation of that is the trike, you know, where you kind of sit upright and it's on runners. And you've got three runners. Have you seen those? I don't think so. And you've got the... We've got to get a whiteboard in here. You can draw it for me. I'm not sure. It's like a trike. And they make them for adults, too. Okay. There, in fact, there are some ski areas in the country that have little areas for these. So you sit on them. They make them for small kids as well. And it's got little runners to the side and one in the front. And you can steer the one in the front. Oh, okay. Like I've with, seen this. Like yeah. with handlebars uh-huh. or a little steering wheel. Anyway. Uh, but... This uh, this guy is launching a new product. It is called the Snow Suit. S O O T S N O S O O T. All one word. His name's Warren Gibson, and he actually thought of this idea when he was a kid, when he was twelve years old, and now he's kind of trying to bring it to life. And it's a really great concept. I want to I want to hear what you think about it. It is a wearable sled. Mm-hmm. So instead of dragging the sled up and then riding it down, dragging it up, riding it down, you put it on and you wear it and you hike up and then ride down. And at no point do you take it off of your body. It stays on. So the idea is is it, a, it is a polycarbonate um, surface and he's got versions where you can do um, – Feet first on your back or head first on your stomach or both. And then he's got little things that go on your arms and your legs that help you steer. So it is an actual suit that you put on and this is attached to it. It's not removable. It looks like a kind of a backpack harness kind of thing. So you uh-huh. would put it on over your coat. Okay. But the idea is you don't have to take it off. Got it. So you have full mobility. When yeah. you're walking and hiking. I was going to say, a sled on your front might be difficult to hike in. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, you get full mobility, but when it comes time to lay down and hit the snow, you're going to go. That's a good – yeah, I like it. You like it? Mm-hmm. It's not bad, is it? No, because when you're hiking, you're either dragging that thing behind you as you're hiking up or you're throwing it over your shoulder anyways. This way, it's just like a backpack sled. Yeah. I don't know why it hasn't been invented yet. Well, I I completely agree with you. It kind of reminds me of those shovels that ski patrol yeah. carries uh-huh. on their back. They'll have those or people who ski and ride back country. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I have heard tale that they can be good for riding 
if you if you need it that you can ride those shovels a little bit if you need it oh <laughs> and uh but it kind of reminded me of that that kind of surface on your back or on your front and then you just ride it yep yeah it seems cool well way to go warren gibson not bad right where are these uh being sold at local retailers uh, or is he, it online he's filed a patent and i i can't see i didn't see where um I didn't see where it was available for sale, but uh, I don't know. We'll look. We'll look and see if we can find it. Yeah, I don't see anything on sale on sale yet. This was in. Uh, this is just featured online in an article, but maybe it's the future of. Maybe it's the future of. Uh, the future of sledding. Sledding, yeah. <laughs> How about that? And if you're okay with the with the old time sledding, the past, um, I usually just go to DI or Goodwill. And pick up some because I don't have space to store them right now. So I just buy them every year <laughs> and then give them back at the end of the winter. So now would actually probably be a good time if you want to go check out the DI or Goodwill, any of those other uh, consignment or thrift stores and see if they got any in stock. Pick one up. Mm-hmm. Just ride it like crazy. And then redonate it yeah, in March. Exactly. <laughs> it's perfect. I swear, I'm, I'm probably a big customer that donates and buys. <laughs> Because everything I buy, I usually donate. It's like risky medium-term storage. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to store this at the DI for a while. I'll pick it back up. <laughs> exactly. That's funny. All right. Okay. Well, pray for snow, and hopefully you can get out there and enjoy your Utah.